<laughs> and, oh my God, let's do this. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. That's Vanessa beatboxing in the background. Joined in studio by Jared yep. Easton and Erica, the usual suspects today. Um, very special episode for you. We're going to talk a little bit about what Jared and Ashley were arguing about all last night for a few hours. Not arguing, having an adult conversation oh about. We also have a very special guest joining us by the name of Taylor Nolan. You know her My from baby. Bachelor in Paradise. Yep, Vanessa's bestie from her season. Um... And we're going to take some emails later on as well. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a pretty good show. But we figured we'd jump right in mm-hmm. to a discussion that I actually posted uh-huh. on the Help I Suck at Dating Facebook group, which yes. a lot of people voted on. Thank you for doing that. Uh, so I asked the question, guys, is leading on, is leading someone on the same as giving someone mixed signals? And the reason I thought about this, because I was watching Colton and Tia and their saga that continues to go on Bachelor in Paradise. And a lot of people are accusing Colton of leading Tia on. And I couldn't disagree more. Vanessa, what are your thoughts? Are Is leading someone on the same as giving them mixed signals? Or are they two different things? Okay. Our, if we're basing this off of Bachelor in Paradise, um, I'm probably going to get made fun of. Remember when they were roasting me last time? They're like, Vanessa never watches anything Bachelor related. Well, I'm not up to date with Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Ooh, good. So nice. I, a round of applause. Woo! Vanessa's watching yeah. TV again. Yeah. Oh, I said I'm not. Oh. I Updated. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! We rescind that that okay. round of applause. Well, listen, uh, I just saw a new play, so if anyone wants to buy me a house on this, they need a TV. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Leading someone on versus um, sending mixed signals. I think it's a da- the, the the same bullshit. Wow. It's the exact same thing. We're dropping BS bombs, too. That's Damn, how passionate Vanessa's we feel about it. hot Ooh. right now. Well, Vanessa, you have the backing <laughs> of our friends over at the Facebook group because 83% of you said that leading someone on is the same as mixed signals. No, I disagree. So I do I. Like, I would like to know if the 83% are female voters. I'm sure they're mostly female voters. I would imagine. Yes. Okay. Well, this is my take on it. Um, I know we, like, we were kind of discussing this last night and someone was like, yeah, but that's the whole point of dating. I think that if you are, we're at an age, I mean, I'm a little bit older. I just figured out that I'm the oldest in the, in the, um, in the studio right now. So we're at an age where if you know you're into someone, um, you're going to treat them in a respectful manner where you're not going to dive in deep into sending them these signals of like, oh, my God, I want to be with you. Oh, my God, I want to seriously date you monogamously. And then uh, two months, three months down the line, that's not where your head is, is anymore. If you know that's not where your head is at, then you shouldn't be sending those signals at the beginning. Mm. Hmm. You should. You know what I mean? So I think leading someone on and sending it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same poop, I'm sorry. It's the same poop. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but having said that, I think, listen, leading someone on is with the intent of pretty much lying to them. Where sending mixed signals, I think, is someone being honest and saying, hey, I'm confused right now. See, I think you're... Okay, sorry. No, go. Continue. (laughs) I want to hear your thoughts. Jump in. Let's go. I think they're so completely different. It's not even... They don't even compare. Go. In the sense that leading someone on is you're intentionally kind of keeping them on a string, maybe going out of your way to do romantic gestures or things for them. No, Vanessa, let me finish, please. Will you please not interrupt me while I'm trying to... On the, and then on the no. flip side of that, on the contrary, sending mixed signals is something that I am, I've, I'm guilty of. I do, I've done that before. Same. Solely because I'm not going out of my way to do romantic gestures, but I think inherently I'm an affectionate person. And sometimes that affection can come across as okay. showing interest. And so what I'm saying, the difference is, is sending mixed signals and leading someone on are so different because you can be kind to someone and that person is going to perceive those actions mm. and that kindness mm. as affection mm. while mm. sending, uh, leading someone mm. on is like sending them flowers or taking them out to dinner, that kind okay. of thing. And I think that leading someone on is oh, yeah. l- and it's literally leading them to believe that there's a relationship at the end yes. of this when you know there isn't. And, and that is sending the, exactly, it's the same thing as sending a mixed signal. No. No. If you're talking about affection, that's one thing. Hold on. If you're talking about affection, that's one thing. But if you're, if you're sending, and we spoke about this on the podcast last week, Dean, I forget what the terminology is, but if you're sending someone a text message Red crumbing. Or last thing at night, or like a sweet message of like, I think I'm thinking about you, or just something that makes the other person assume 
that you're into them, that is leading someone on. Absolutely. But, but that's think- also not sending mixed signals. That's <laughs> the definition of leading them on, not mixing signals. That's the difference. Is That's that's but, one thing you're absolutely no, right. If you're, if, you're, if you're peeping Tom and you're sending a, a sending a message one day and then you're not, and then you are, and then you're not, and then you are, and then you're not. Yeah, but what so I'm saying— mixed signals. Yeah, but mixed signals is also being honest about your confusion. For example, Vanessa, if somebody came up to you and said, if hey, I really like— another thing, though. Listen, I would rather have somebody be honest about— um, their confusion rather than lie about their decisiveness and then find out that they were never really interested in having a relationship at the end of the road. For example, I think that giving me okay. signals, like Dean said, is doing romantic things. Having said that, being honest and saying, I'm confused about my feelings. I'm not sure where to go from here, but like, I like you. I like you in my life, but I'm not sure if this is going to be a long-term thing. I feel that's sending mixed signals because you're doing one thing, but also saying another. Having said that, leading someone on mm-hmm. would be like, I want a relationship with you. I want to... Um, you know, end up with you, and then he knows all the while he's just using you, and he's saying these things just to get you in bed. Well, I think if you're being honest, if you're communicating your thoughts and saying, "I'm not sure if I want to be with you," that's a whole. But that's a whole other conversation. I'm just if you remove the honesty aspect of it, and if and someone is just sending you the wrong signals and the wrong text messages at the right time actually the right text messages at the right time, but they're just bored and they need like validation from another person, then that's leading someone on. Yeah, but I also... But if you're being honest, if you're being honest about it, then it's two different things. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, but I think the difference in it lies in that mixed signals is honesty. I don't know, for me, for example, like if I call back on my own past, yes, I did romantic things for Ashley and I wanted her in my life because I really cared about her, but at the same time, I was also saying like, I think we should be friends and I was also lying to that extent because I was more confused than I was leading on, but I just always thought it'd be better to say, let's just be friends because it's unfair for me to be one foot in, one foot out. So are you leading her on or were you sending her mixed signals? I was sending her mixed signals. I was never leading her on and that's what always makes me mad is that Ashley once said that you led me on. I was like, no, I did not. I was I'm gonna, never lying to you. I'm going to have to agree with Ashley. I think you were leading her on. Oh, God. Yeah. Because you were, like you said, you were doing romantic things for her. That's leading her to believe that you're interested in having a relationship for her. I'm not saying that you lied about anything or anything like that. I just, the way that I look at them is leading someone on is someone thinks there should be a relationship and the other person doesn't. While sending mixed signals is, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it, the relationship's removed from it. It's just like you're being a kind, affectionate person for whatever reason. Like, maybe that's just who you are. Because you are, you Jared, you are a very kind and affectionate person. But if you're going out of your way to like set up these romantic things for her and like make her feel like she has a glimmer of hope to like date you, that's leading someone on. So are you saying that you led on both Christina and Danielle? I'm think I send. Mi- I think Ooh, I see- yeah. wow. Shots are being fired here today. I'm just saying, if, if if you are describing that exact explanation of me with Ashley, then you have to say it about yourself. But I dated both of them. Yeah, but I I'm 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 engaged to Ashley. <laughs> okay, rub it in my face a little bit more. No, I don't mean it in that way, but like if you're putting on the date aspect. I'm saying of it. you I think that you did lead her on. Uh I'm very very happy that you two were able to lead into this Thank engagement you. together. Of course, you guys are my favorite couple of all time. Um I think that I like I said earlier, I'm good at sending mixed signals. Good obviously being a relative term. I I do send mixed signals because I want to love everyone and I want everyone to love me back. And by doing that, it sets, it sets someone up to be like, okay, like he's interested in me, even though the, the interest isn't maybe quite as high as it is. Totally. But I was even going to back you up because I think back upon the last paradise and I say that Dean wasn't leading on Christina or Dean wasn't leading on D'Lo. He gave them mixed signals because he was confused, but you were always honest in your confusion. For example, like, like Chris is about to be called out tonight, apparently on Bachelor in Paradise for leading Tia on because he said, Chris "Hey, too. I this guy he's on Bachelor in Paradise. It's a he's long the story. Worst. He's the worst." But he pretty much told Tia, "I only want to be with you." And then he went to go and kiss Crystal. It's he so was bad. leading Tia on compared to Colin, who was like, "Yes, I do like you, but I'm confused about my feelings." Yes. And so he was doing nice things, but also saying okay, he didn't so want to be in a relationship. So he was sending mixed signals while in? Chris was leading Tia on. Okay, can I chime in? No, yes, please, yeah. please, <laughs> Vanessa, please. So. <laughs> so I think let's say hypothetical situation. I'm gonna put Dean and I in this, okay? So let's say Dean's in love with me. Oh and Ooh, I like I this. Know, yeah. Okay, so I know that Dean's in love with me and I take advantage of the fact that I'm getting attention from him and I mm. kinda want it and I like it, so I'm gonna send him those signals that make him assume that I too am into him. Hmm. Now here's the but question. That's also because like that's you leading me on, I think. Well, here's the question for you, Vanessa. If if this was true, are you into Dean? Could you possibly think that there was a relationship between you and Dean in the future? Or do you know right now that there's no possibility of you guys ending up together? 
uh, I think, well, in, in our hypothetical situation, I think it, I mean, it depends. It depends where, it always depends on what, okay, what happens is to, there's two people that have two different expectations on relationships and on dating. I'm the type of person that's like, well, if I'm going to give someone attention, it's because I actually really like them. Uh-huh. I'm not going to call a guy. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to kiss a guy. I'm not going to sleep with someone if I'm not a hundred percent into them. Right. So I assume if the guy is texting me or if the guy wants to kiss me or hold my hand in public, it's because he's a hundred percent into me as well. Sure. And then if he's not, I get confused. I'm like, what the f- why, did, why, why are, why were you leading me on? Why were you sending me big signals? If, you were doing everything that, in my book, describes a person who's really into me would do. Yes, but I think you you're know? taking so out the part. On what the person's definition, but it depends on what the person's definition is of like. Listen, if I was someone that would be, if I were to go on Paradise, I think I'd be like, ah, kiss the rasara. You know, I don't think I'd be fine for one specific person because it seems to me like everyone on Paradise just kind of enjoys their time getting to know multiple people it's not like being on the bachelor franchise totally buying for one person and that's totally fine but i think what the part that you're taking out when you're describing that one relationship or like hypothetically speaking that one relationship you're taking out the conversations that you guys have and if he was saying listen i'm confused about where we're going and i'm still open to dating other people then i think he's sending you mixed signals but But if he's telling you hey i think we can end up in a relationship together in actuality he's just lying because you know, he wants something else from you, then I think that's leading someone on. I see your point. I think that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I get that. that I, I'm, I'm just saying if you didn't have that conversation and if you're not at that stage in the relationship yet, but everything else leads you to believe that you're, you are monogamous and that you are committed to each other and, you know, before you have that conversation. Because there are certain, like, relationships that you can be in and you kind of put the puzzle pieces together and it's like, yeah, I don't have to be asking this question right now and poke holes in the relationship and like get them, you know, suck the magic out of the first couple of months in it. I think so you kind of assume and make your own assumptions. Absolutely. I think I think Jared kind of sold me on his thought process because what we've seen a lot, especially in oh, Bachelor whatever. in Paradise this year. <laughs> well, and let me defend it for a second because I feel like what we've seen a lot of in Bachelor in Paradise this year, almost at every turn is guys saying what they need to say in order to keep a girl on the line. Like you see Chris talking to Tia to make her feel comfortable and then he goes and does something completely different. That's that level of dishonesty, I think, is the what the foundation of leading someone on mm-hmm. versus mixed signals is like it's an mm-hmm. authentic uh, tear between of not really knowing what to do sort of thing. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm sorry if me saying that you let Ashley on oh, came across no. as me calling you a liar or anything like that because you're not. Dean, <laughs> it did not at all. We're okay. talking here. Okay. I love it. I love um, having discussions like this where people are in two different points, like trying to argue are, two different points. Right. You want to know whose point I think we should take into account is Taylor's. I totally agree. Can we get her in here real quick? I, yep. While Taylor is coming in here, I have something very special that I want to talk about because I don't know if you guys, are you guys big Lionel Richie's fans? Oh my God. Tiny Dancer? Tiny, yes. Oh God, here we go. That's, uh, <laughs> do you want to tell him or do I want to tell him? I'm more of like oh, an endless song. love kind of guy or all night long. The cool thing is, guys, listen. All Lionel, night long, yes. All night long is one of my favorite. Also, endless love. Happy Gilmore. Please tell me you guys know what I'm talking about over here. Uh, Lionel Richie's All the Hits Las Vegas Residency has returned to Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Guys, it's after an amazing three-year run. The final 16 dates of Lionel's All the Hits Vegas Residency will be this August and October. Guys, I am going. I am super Super excited to listen to Lionel Richie live. It's, it's I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. We're going to hang out. We're going to hold hands. We're going to listen to Endless Love together. We're going to send each other mixed signals. It's going to be amazing. Maybe I'll lead you on and you send me mixed signals. <laughs> all right. Uh, guys, tickets, VIP tables, and meet and greets are available at Ticketmaster.com for Lionel Richie's All the Hits Las Vegas Residency. Check it out at the Zappos Theater this August and October at Planet Hollywood. Check now we out. Have I'm a- pumped. Boom. Uh, <laughs> we have a very special guest in studio. Uh, Taylor, how do you say your last name? I'm so sorry. Nolan. Nolan. Taylor Nolan is here, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Not a complicated last name. I completely blanked because I am an idiot if you haven't recognized by now. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Baby. Taylor, we want your input on this real quick. Yeah. Um, Leading Mm -hmm. someone on versus sending mixed signals. Quick one-minute thoughts on what the differences could be between the two of them. Or do you think they're the same? Um, I, at first, like my gut, I would say that they're very different leading someone on. You are giving them signs that you're interested and maybe you're just like withholding a little bit. 
whereas mixed signals is like you're very hot and cold. Okay. Interesting. Like mixed signals is like you're you're definitely going for it, you're pursuing it, but then you're also like acting completely disinterested. Whereas leading someone on, I feel like the the opposite yeah, so is, is kind of lacking. You're acting interested when you're really not. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Okay, I got that. I yeah. like that. I like that aspect. I agree. I think that's nailed it right on the head. Yeah, you're perfect. Side with me. Were you not listening? <laughs> no. I don't think she was. No. I had the other side to it. Oh, so you... me, I'm sorry, girl. I would have had your back. <laughs> So, Vanessa, do you want to take it? Because you and Taylor obviously have a yep. strong friendship from your time on the season together, and I think you guys have hung out quite a bit postseason as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be we with each other. We were right before she got, she got in. Aw. <laughs> yeah. We were FaceTiming before this, and then we're going to be together at a conference here soon together, too. So. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yep. Just in a couple weeks. Yeah. So excited to see you. Sweet. Thanks for the invite, guys. Um, all right. Well, Thank Vanessa, what kind of questions do you want to lead off with Taylor? Because obviously we have a lot to cover. Whoa. Well, I'm just saying you guys are like besties. It just is, it's mostly appropriate for you to be asking the questions. And just to give a, real, a little background, I don't think anybody needs it, but Taylor, you were obviously on Nick's season of The mm -hmm. Bachelor, and then you yeah. went on Bachelor in Paradise last year with Dean, mm -hmm. and Ooh. then you were engaged to Derek. Correct. Um, which has recently ended. I'm sorry to hear about that. Correct. Um, just to give our audience a little background on mm -hmm. Taylor, you probably yeah. already know her. You also have a podcast. I do. It's called Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. Perfect. Let's talk about it. I love the name of that. And yeah. so, Vanessa, go. What questions you got for Taylor? <laughs> well, actually, Taylor and I, I just, I was on Taylor's podcast, uh, like maybe last month, we're, we're talking about breakups and, uh, you know, having to deal with a public breakup and the steps of get, going, getting over someone, blah, 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 blah. I think, so I think I want to ask, and I know obviously all the answers <laughs> and I have multiple questions that I'm like, ah, oh, you know what, we'll keep it for a private conversation, but. I guess I just, people probably want to know how are you dealing with the aftermath of your public breakup and where your your heart and your head is at right now? Fantastic question, Vanessa. <laughs> the best. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, how I handle it, like, initially is just a lot of, like, support from friends and family and just kind of, like, getting disconnected a little bit um, from everything social-wise, a little bit of disconnect from the relationship, communication-wise, and, like, really just getting back in touch with your life and the people that you care about. And um, for me, it's like getting back to the things that I'm really passionate about and give me life and give me happiness. And for me, that's like animals and food. And plants. Plants. What's yeah. your favorite animal? Cat. A what? A cat. Oh, a cat. I think you said yeah. a tat. I'm like, wait, am I not down with what a tat is? Oh, a cat. Oh, yeah, okay. a cat. I'm like a crazy cat lady at heart. How many cats do you have? Um, right now I have one. Uh, I had two they came together they were my fosters Aww. they used to foster a lot um and i did, did a lot of rescue work when i lived in baltimore Aww. so they were my fosters and then um i adopted them and one of them passed away recently mm. at the same time as the breakup oh my god um, i'm so sorry <laughs> pile it on yeah. seriously yeah. What's, what's your cat's name uh lily lily that's such a great name yeah she came to me with it and i was like all right thank you i know rip theo okay so what kind of advice would you have for the listeners that are dealing with the breakup themselves obviously it's a little bit different from your situation to the next, just because of obviously the publicity of it, and then the mm -hmm. engagement's a little bit more severe than like a boyfriend girlfriend. But yeah. for, the, for the listeners out there, because we do often get emails or callers or, or people like inquiring, like we, I just go th went through this breakup. It's incredibly challenging for me. Yeah, um, and on. obviously you deal a lot with mental health because mm -hmm. that's your you know your interest in what you study in college and what your profession mm -hmm. is all that kind of stuff. So what kind of advice would you have for a listener um, that's kind of going through a similar mm -hmm. situation? Yeah, first I would say like practice being kind to yourself. Um, like self-compassion is something I think everyone struggles with actually implementing because it's like kind of a weird concept. Um, but really just actually like sitting and like being kind to yourself. So I think you beat yourself up and you second guess so many things about yourself during a breakup. And, you know, you feel sometimes there's like the sense of rejection or a sense of being alone and you're going to be alone forever. And just kind of giving yourself those like, um, checking in on that inner talk and like giving yourself reality checks, mm -hmm. you know, and, and being kind to yourself. Yeah. Those are really important things to do. Was it, um, so if we rewind a little bit, you were, like I said, you were on Nick's season of The Bachelor mm -hmm. and you were famously known for going on a two-on-one with Corinne. Correct. So uh, did you ever talk to Corinne after the show? Did you guys ever become friends? Because then you went to Paradise and that whole mm -hmm. thing happened. Um, I think our listeners would be pre pretty curious, like, because mm -hmm. I feel like we always see like two-on-ones and people that like appear to hate each other on the show mm -hmm. and... Um, did you guys actually hate each other or were you kind of friendly? <laughs> Hate's a pretty strong do, word. Do you want to answer? I don't even, honestly, I don't even know. That's why I'm asking. I don't even. 
Yeah, no. Um, I mean, we spoke at Women's Hall All mm-hmm. and then uh, didn't see each other or speak to each other again until Paradise. Yeah. Um, but and even that was short lived because obviously the whole she thing. was on the beach for two days. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we're not friends. Oh, okay. We're not like people that catch up or message each other or have literally any interaction yeah. at all. Do you guys follow each other on Instagram? I don't believe she follows me and I don't follow I just, her. I'll never forget that two on one date because man, you guys, yeah, there was a big rivalry there. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Was, it. Oh my God, you missed out. I was at like a viewing party in Atlanta with all these different bachelor people mm-hmm. and um, like James Taylor was there and Wells was there and uh, there was a bunch of us, Gen 7, oh, uh, 7, Saviano. Last Saviano. are hard. Saviano. Dear God, I can't pronounce anything. Um, but I just vividly remember that two on one. And then, um, so then you went to Paradise. And did you know, so you got engaged not on the show, but you got engaged on the reunion show. Correct. Did you see it coming at all? No. The engagement. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yes, you did. I remember I was at an event no, in Nashville didn't. after. No, yes, Vanessa. <laughs> Do you want to bet money on no, it? <laughs> I do want to bet money on if it. If I could see it coming as an outsider, I there had to be like a hint, like an inkling inside of you that's like, okay, something big is going to happen here. But let's talk about that for a second, obviously leading up to it beforehand, because we had a unique season of Paradise, obviously with the whole scandal, quote unquote, yeah. um, with Corinne and Demario. So I feel like we were kind of working on an abbreviated timeline, but also mm-hmm. because you and Derek kind of hit it off in the beginning the first so for the listeners i guess we had a timeline of we filmed for like three days mm-hmm. and then we were all together for like two days and then we all left for maybe like a week and a half we were there for like five days five days total before yeah. we left mm-hmm. right and then so so the interesting i guess dynamic with these relationships is for those like for that week and a half there's like 10 days where a lot of the cast members who had never met each other like a taylor and derek like a me and christina were interacting on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. off off camera like via text like were phone you guys, calls, whatever it is. Were you guys all hanging out when you guys had to leave the resort and go back to the Vendanta? Were you guys oh, able to like, yeah. yes. you guys were able to interact? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you were really developing your mm-hmm. relationship with Derek and you with Christina yeah. off camera. 100%. Mm-hmm. And wow, I still remember, crazy. I still remember this day, I was like Ben Zorn and Raven were all like cuddled up next to each yep. other, which is just hilarious yep. to look back and, <laughs> and look at now. Crap, that's I remember insane. you and Christina were like sneaking because we weren't supposed to like get out of our hotel room. Yeah, we I remember you guys were times. like, there were all these rumors of like who's sneaking around tonight yeah. like yeah well so so th- it was just a weird timeline for us because we kind of had the to experience both of obviously being on camera at the beach with each other and then also kind of like real mm-hmm. world stuff as well yeah. um but it's still such a quick amount of time and it's funny because i got dinner with a friend actually not too long ago and she was talking to me and she's like she's like obviously none of these bachelor relationships work out is because you don't really have enough time to build a friendship with them before you really like dive into a relationship and so when you look back maybe like on your time on the beach on paradise do you think that like the timeline was too quick to get engaged but you i mean maybe because you had a little bit more time with him like what are your thoughts on kind of the timeline from meeting to him bending the knee vanessa (laughs) (laughs) wait wait do you think what are your <laughs> Vanessa, what are your thoughts about the timeline of getting engaged in the show? Because there are people there are critics You're obviously. Been, yeah. I mean Vanessa was engaged after three months. Exactly. There are critics that say people are getting engaged way too soon. You yeah, don't have how time did that to like <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. There's three yeah, single people in one. It's, it's a little it's a little quick. It's a little quick for sure. Would you if you could go back and change anything, would you? Anything at all, even like what you what you wore at a rose ceremony or something like that. Yeah, if I could go back and change things, which I'm a strong believer. We all could say yes to that. You can say yes to that. Derek could say like we can all say yes. Of course, to that. Like, I think the answer is obvious. Yes, we all want to go back and change things, certain things. Sure, but also like I strongly believe and I'm happy with like how everything has led me. To where I am today, right? Kind of thing. Butterfly effect. You could have changed something small. I could brush your teeth an hour exactly. later in the day, and yeah, yeah, I would have no idea where I would be. I'd be a very different person. Right. Um. But I think like one of the biggest things I've learned that like I want to change in my life going forward, um, is I think just like understanding and empowering myself to like take more control over the decisions and the things that happen in my life. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, so what made you kind of have that and thought? I think it's- is there, was there a specific moment that you're like, okay, like I need to take more control over this? Or was it something like just kind of piled up? Just like I think like there's a lot of pressure developing a relationship on the show mm-hmm. and that things, mm-hmm. you know, move a lot quicker. And, you know, people aren't always necessarily on the same page with things. And um, I think it's important, like, 
to not only speak up and like speak your truth, but also like make sure that that you're heard, make sure that your voice is heard and that you feel like your voice matters. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you say that because you are um, a rare exception to the bachelor couple rule, a few exceptions, that you got engaged after spending time off screen with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys mm-hmm. left Paradise and then so Paradise ended in or, you know, late June filming, I mm-hmm. believe it was. And then you guys spent a couple months and then went to the reunion mm-hmm. show August, if I had to assume. About this exact time. Oh, wow. Holy moly. And so it's interesting that a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people Mm -hmm. have the month of filming and then they're like, okay, we're either going to do this or we're not going to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that, like leaving, spending some time with Mm -hmm. him and then getting engaged. And then I also had a quick question um, that I'm completely blanking on. So just go with your discussion on that. Yeah. um, (laughs) I mean, I think it was it was nice to be able to see each other outside of, you know, Mexico. But it was also like we were both kind of still in weird places in our in our lives. You know, Um, I was still kind of trying to figure out where I wanted my life to go post my season. um, And he was still kind of in like a weird um, what's the word I'm looking for like limbo he was Mm -hmm. in a weird limbo state as well like we're both kind of in limbo states in our lives which i think a lot of people coming off the show are yes in what way just like transitioning what locations or just like headspace locations jobs you know just not really kind of knowing what you're gonna do and Uh just like kind of staying open to whatever comes up or trying to figure out what you want to pursue um and so you know we were both kind of in weird phases like that and so we would like take trips and you know we were like long distance um but you know, then you're kind of like trying to see if you can make things work. Uh-huh. And then it's kind of like, okay, we're really trying. We're really trying. Well, wasn't there a couple moments where you guys planned on moving to New York together? I mean, like, I I remember seeing something like that, but I could mm-hmm. be mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah. So he um, accepted a job um, in Connecticut. Uh-huh. And um, New England. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> we discussed, like, you know, the potential of me moving there and, um, it it didn't happen. I mean, I spent about like two weeks of every month out there. So like I mm-hmm. did a lot of the traveling back and forth because um, he was getting situated in this new job. And um, where were you living at the time? Seattle. OK. Yeah. And my family. So like the three days after the reunion filmed, mm-hmm. my stepdad went into cardiac arrest and like oh, wow. almost like died. Oh, my God. And mm-hmm. so came back and all this stuff and so my family was going through like a really weird period of time as well um and he had to have like a whole career change he was a pilot for like 20 plus years Mm and um so i really wanted to spend a lot of time in seattle with my family to make sure that like they were in a good place my mom's like traumatized by this you know she watched her husband die in front of her basically and then come back to life it's Mm -hmm. a roller coaster um and then like my cat theo was super sick and so i was like you know i want to be here for him so there were just like a lot of other things going on and our relationship was still you know we were really like working to try to make it work and Mm -hmm. see you know if this is like something that we're both mutually like really wanting to move forward with and that's going to bring a lot of like positivity and connection in our lives and there were a lot of things that like we were different on and in different places in our lives and um you know, he, he was, he has like such a hard work ethic and he works so hard and it's something I really admire about him. Um, but it does make it a little bit more difficult in terms of like balancing your relationships and your mm-hmm. life. And, um, so it was like, you know, I, I would go to Connecticut and would talk to Vanessa a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. just, you know, it was like a little lonely and it's a little different. And was it mostly you traveling out East? And I feel like he yeah. didn't really come out West mm-hmm. often. Yeah. So it was, it was always me coming, um, to visit there right how many times did you like one once a month she yeah, t- I mean, two I, weeks out of the month she said yeah oh, about wow. two two oh, and a half weeks out of each month i would be there holy crap so i was living out of suitcases yeah, for seriously. a long time um that state of limbo just kind of like had continued perpetuating was that your mm-hmm. first long distance relationship no so i was in a long distance relationship um a few months prior to the show i think the show had started in august and i got out of that relationship like the, that December uh-huh. um, and we had started dating in Baltimore and then I moved to Seattle and we were long distance for like four months oh, okay yeah so, so so I'd done it before but it was like a back and forth I have a question that's kind of off topic but on topic so speaking of since you know you were doing long distance I did long distance with Nick and then I, I decided to move out to LA because that's where he was at and he was reporting dancing mm-hmm. and all that stuff so I so um, I'm, I'm not that I love long distance relationships, but I'm not someone who's opposed to long distance relationships. After how long, guys, 
After how long do you think is a, an appropriate amount of time to decide who moves where and who should move where? Like, how do you make that decision? Is it after three months of dating that you're like, all right, we have to take this relationship a step further and decide, you know, a permanent spot where we can actually build a solid foundation? Is it after six months? Is it after a year? I, don't I think feel like it's after put... six months is the cutoff line. See, I don't feel like you can put any no. kind of time limit on it because I think it really depends upon what the connection is hey, and what hey, the... Hey. You know that, you know I'm very black and white. That's, I know. We're working on having, that. like, getting comfortable with this gray area and not necessarily knowing everything that's going to happen. Life um, happens in the gray area. It does. That's where, that's where all the yep. magic happens, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I think it's really depend. Like, I think there needs to be a lot of communication about it. Um because you want to make sure that you guys are both on the same page. Well, and there needs to be progress being made towards that, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, right. long-distance relationships, some people can do them. Some people definitely can't. I would say majority can't do them. So it's like, if... You don't, you're not, you don't like them, right? I'm very anti-long-distance. I'm anti-long-distance, too. Yeah. But, like, I, I hate to say okay. it, but it's like, if you... It. I mean, you're in a relationship with Derek for almost a year, like nine months, ten months, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, it, and there was never the moment. Well, there was. There was maybe well, conversations that you guys were going to live together and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I don't know. Like what? Like that? Just it's such a strain on the relationship, you know? Yeah. And for me, I mean, honestly, I I didn't feel like you know, okay, we needed to move towards moving in with each other. I know that's more so where he was at. Like mm-hmm. he really wanted me to be there. Um, it, it was again, like I said, he was working all the time. And so like his community was really just work. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think it's like a little lonely out there. Um, and so it meant a lot to him when I was Mm -hmm. out there visiting, but to me, it wasn't like we need to move in with each other. You know, for me, it would have made a big difference. Like if he had came, if there had been more of a back and forth, like if he had seen more of me in, in Seattle and in my home and in my community, Mm -hmm. which like he got to see a little bit post show, but it's, you know, all that stuff was happening with my family Mm -hmm. and with my cat. And like, it's again, post show, you're kind of trying to like decompress and like get back into like what your life is going to be and how it's going to be. And like, yeah, for me, that's like, okay, you're getting to know me again and Mm -hmm. you care about like who I am and what's important to me. Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, so I mean, I obviously, uh, I know it's not the easiest thing to talk about in the world. And I've definitely, like, we've all had to go through these moments where it's like you kind of talk about these breakups. Um, was there, like, a, maybe a moment that you guys were together where you were like, okay, wait, maybe something's misfiring here and it doesn't necessarily feel like it should be working as easy as it should? Is it something that you are willing to talk about? Like, because there's always, like, it's always hard to define it as one moment. Like, this is the moment where things started to go awry a mm-hmm. little bit. But, like, is there a point Can where Can I you... say something? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the pressure off of Taylor, and I'll put it on to me right now. I feel... What a great um, friend. I remember... I, I Right? So I, I'm very candid about, you know, Nick and I having gone through couples therapy, and I think it's something most couples should do. Um, I only started Most individuals should. Once, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I only started doing therapy once I was on The Bachelor, and I realized just how great it is to express... I'm not a right. I don't like writing things down, so... I like talking about it, but every now and then when you talk to your the same sister or the same friend, you know, you get you're getting the same piece of advice. Mm-hmm. But it it was just so nice to hear from a third party. Um, and then we did couple therapy, and I remember the therapist asking us, "What was go back in time?" And I want you guys to think about this too. Maybe practice this with like a, your significant other. Um, go back and think of when was the last time you truly felt connected to your partner. Think about it and let me know. So I'm like, all right. So I thought about it. And I'm like, I got it. The last time I felt was blah, 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 blah. And Nick didn't remember that moment in time where I felt so in love with him. So, and he mentioned one, uh, one part in our, in our relationship where he's like, this is where I felt the most connected to. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't remember that part. And it made me so sad. And that's when we realized we don't value the same sort of, right. um, uh, I can't put my words together. But Moments you know, together. Like, well, that you guys weren't actually I, connecting yeah, with yeah. each other. Yeah. We were connecting. Well, we were, we were, yeah, we were connecting with maybe like the idea of like, not even the idea. That's not even true because I was in love with him and I did love him and I still care about him, you know, but I, it was, we didn't share the same type of connection. Right. It's the moment. I'm like, well, if you're not going to, yeah, if you're not going to value just holding my hand walking in the street, well, it's you know, interesting. that's an example. Not, that wasn't my example, but. I think that's um, that's when I started realizing. 
it's interesting, like you said, Vanessa, that you were in love with Nick and he was in love with you. You guys developed feelings on the show. Everybody does. And then I remember a yeah. couple once said this when they got off the show. Yes, we're in love with each other. But honestly, it felt like that's when we started dating, mm-hmm. which yeah. is so crazy. Oh, yeah, Do you agree with that, Taylor? Like you went on the show, you got engaged with Derek. Did it feel like after you guys left was like, yeah, we're in love with each other. But now it feels like we just started dating. Yes. Is that, but no, like a lot mm-hmm. of bachelor couples say that. I think even Sean and Catherine yeah. said that at one time where Sean was like, yeah, I'm in love with Catherine, but it feels like it's yeah. just like even, now the relationship starts. Even, I mean, even throughout our whole relationship, it still kind of felt like we were waiting to reach that point of like, okay, can we start dating? Because it still didn't even really feel like we were dating. And that was one thing. I mean, I went back um, not to basically during the breakup or right after it was announced, um, I had gone back and rewatched this interview that we did um, together with, I think it was like Access Hollywood or something. It was, and she was asking us all these questions about like, so like, are you guys going to move in with each other? Like, what are you guys going to do? And we were so on different pages. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, like I want to go really slow and like I want to have my place and I want my man to have his place and I want to like go over to my man's place mm. you know and like have those weekends and like keep the romance alive develop the romance even and like just date each other and even doing long distance basically right off the bat like we didn't really actually have that opportunity to like do that kind of dating yeah, and you, so you could call him and be like hey why don't you come over tonight and we'll watch a movie yeah it's like he's you know 2,000 miles away yep 3,500 miles away yeah. A little bit more, maybe. Yeah, Seattle, New York. I guess it's a little bit more than 2,000. Very far. Um, yeah, I, I, I've always found that very interesting because a lot of people, you know, they criticize the show a little bit. I'm like, no, the feelings are very real. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you get off the show, that's when the dating really starts. And I, I always feel grateful for the fact that Ashley and I kind of went through that a little bit before we ended up mm-hmm. together because we did have that opportunity to just like hang out and go over each other's houses and yeah. and create a, a friendship and then turn it into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, so it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, but you know, Taylor, you're, you're a wonderful champ for coming in and talking and opening yourself up yeah. about everything. It, it's mm-hmm. not easy. You know, we've all been there where we've had to talk about tough times. And... We're not done talking about this, are we? No, not at all. But I figured <laughs> I'd transition a little bit to maybe a little bit easier conversation than having to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah. also, I also wanted to add, I think it's important. And I said this, I keep saying this, it's important to, no matter what, no matter how or what your relationship went, you know, no matter what you went through in your relationship, good, bad, ugly, sad, um, I think it's important to always talk highly of the person that you were once with. And, well, not, you know, hopefully not even just talk highly, but hopefully, like, actually feel well, that. It. Like, you, you have it. to be able right, to see right. that in your partner. It's easy to... It's but it's easy to just sometimes be so angry and upset and be in that dark space and you just want to, like, you know, throw that person yeah. under the bus or because something that you feel like they did to you or it's something that you interpreted or whatever it is. And I think it's important that to, uh, like you said, like to just believe it, but also to mm-hmm. say it out loud. Um, yeah. And, and I that's... think Taylor's doing a great job at that. Thank you. Yeah, that's something, like, we talked about a little bit on, on the episode of my pod that you came on um, talking about breakup where – like throughout my breakup, especially, you know, leading up to when we were going to publicly announce and even when privately it was happening, I'm just trying to like really focus on like the positive of our relationship and the positives mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. who he is and like the things that I really admired about him and the things that, you know, we shared together that we enjoyed. And and it's weird talking about, you know, like the actual dating aspect of it, because even there were like there's different layers to the relationship that you develop. Like on Paradise, a relationship was very different. And like the feelings that I had for him on Paradise were very different than the feelings I had for him in real life. And like parts of me didn't really feel this strong sense of like being in love with him until way after that, until way after even the proposal even. So like for me, it's like looking back at all these different stages of our relationship and like really trying to remember all of those positive things because it's like, you can get so wrapped up in in the negative and in why this isn't working out and how your heart hurts. And so you want to like make sense of why this is a good decision for you. So you focus on the negative mm-hmm. of like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, this is why, like, yeah, this is why this isn't a good idea. But it's like, no, like that's someone you shared a lot of things with and, you know, you shared your heart with, you shared your soul and you shared your family and, and your life. And, you know, I, I think it's important to like continue to try to nurture that. So, so when you guys 
broke I, up. You said you broke up privately, obviously, and mm -hmm. then the public kind of announcement happened. Mm -hmm. Tough question here. Who initiated that first conversation of you guys separating privately? Of us separating privately? Like when you like who initiated the first conversations like, hey, maybe we should consider breaking up? I'm I'm gonna say it was both. However, he was more there were two trips that I had taken out to see him in Connecticut. And um, he more took the initiative of saying, like, you know, I don't think this is right anymore. And I was on the same page, but I was too scared. Yeah. Mm. And, and I didn't want to let it mm -hmm. go. And I'm someone that, like, really tries and wants to, you know, well, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's do this. Because I try to see where, like, no, it could work, like, if maybe we just try these things. I and bet it was almost a sense of relief when you heard that. Not in a bad way. That's, so I don't third, mean that in a negative time. No, the time. third time. The third time. So after that second time that I was talking about, um, we I left and we were basically like taking space. We were basically like on a break kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went back and in that trip, it got brought up again and I didn't fight it. And I was just like, let it flow. Like, this is where it's going. Like, this is mm -hmm. where you've wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. You just like don't know what's going to happen afterwards. And that part's like really scary. So... I was just like, be present, let it be, this is where it's going to go, and like went with it. And then afterwards, it was such this sense of of relief and like a weird sense of like freedom almost. And, you know, it was very connecting for us even. Mm -hmm. Like I think we connected yep. in a very strong way um, before I left that trip because it – we did take a second like to look back at at our relationship and like where – the positives were and where we did connect and so there were i think some blurred lines there but it it, it was for me like a very good sense of like closure of like this isn't right and we wish that it could have been different mm -hmm. but like i'll always have love for you of course mm -hmm. no i think that's don't you think it's kind of silly too how there's so much outside pressure to yeah. like you almost like feel like you're letting other people down. It, it is. Yeah. There's so many layers mm -hmm. to the breakup, and that's where like this has been such a different breakup than any breakup oh, I've ever sure. had in my entire life. And that's what people can't understand is that yeah. there is an outside influence, and you try not to let it affect mm -hmm. your relationship either positively or negatively. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter, it does. Yeah, that's know? this whole other part of your identity yeah. that like impacts your day to day life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say, "Well, that's what you signed up for." It's like, yes, but at the end mm -hmm. of the day, did I think I was going to get engaged on this? <laughs> Show? Yeah. Of course I didn't. And also, just right. because that's what you sign up it, for doesn't mean that it can't also be difficult to experience. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And I think it's also people get a, have a perception of who you are based on how mm -hmm. you're perceived on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and so they have this idea of you. And if they like you, then they'll support you through the, through the relationship and through the breakup. If they don't like you, then you'll get the backlash. And you'll get the one, you'll be the one to blame for the relationship not working out. You know, it's like, it's never, I was asked this when I did the interview for uh, Becca and, and um, uh, Garrett got engaged. And I'm like, I said this in my, my, the last interview, one was at the a AFR, that if you choose door, in this industry, if you choose door A, you'll piss people off. If you choose door B, you'll still piss people off. If you, and not only in this industry, in this life, you know, people always have an opinion. And so choose the path that will make you the happiest, no matter what people's opinions are going to be of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. You have to do what's best for you um, and try to block out all the noise. Because if you listen to everybody's opinion, you're just going to tear yourself apart and make yeah. matters worse for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Taylor, obviously going through a breakup, there's a lot of people, listeners like we talked about that are going through breakups. And we talked a little bit about advice that you can give them. But if you could say one thing. Um, to anybody going through a breakup right now that's dealing with heartache or confusion, um, one piece of advice that you've really taken from your experience throughout this, what would it be? It's okay to not be okay. And let yourself be not okay. Mm -hmm. Feel. Like, I always say, like, feel all the feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's easy to distract yourself and, you know, jump from one thing to the next or to just be a busy bee and distract yourself from feeling those painful feelings. Um, but my biggest piece of advice going through a breakup, you got to be in it. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable, but like let yourself feel that heartache and, and you'll move through it. Like you don't have to project this highlight reel onto social media that you're, you know, doing totally fine and awesome and not phased by life at all. Um, you know, it's okay mm -hmm. to like 
show that vulnerable side of you and, you know, say that like, yeah, I am struggling right now because this hurts. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned social media because there's literally a book right in front of Dean and myself that says how to be as happy as you look on social media. <laughs> so maybe we should all read that copy. Amazing. Um, so Taylor, tell us what you're up to right now. Were you still in Seattle? Yeah. So I'm still in Seattle. I was... You a Seahawks fan? Oh, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> I know, obviously from New England. I love the Seahawks, though. I've always loved Russell Wilson. Yeah. So I know your defense is falling apart a little bit, but we don't have to talk about that right now. Um, so tell us about what else you're up to. You have your podcast. What's going on with that? Yeah, so I have the podcast uh, recording with some people here in L.A. now. Um, I was telling Dean on the way here that in Seattle, I have my first apartment that's just my apartment. Oh, wow. Like, no yeah. roommates, no, like, boyfriend, um that's just 100% just, just me you, for the first you time. You and Lily. Me and Lil. Yeah. And all my plants. All and your it, plants. And it's really great. And it feels like really good to like be back in touch, especially after everything with the show. You know, there's mm-hmm. this whole like limbo state. And honestly, am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah, we'll be Oh, it swear, it, swear okay, away. Okay, yeah. The show yeah. really f***s you up. Oh, like, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It really f***s me up. And I got real disconnected from like who I was. And it I was, I was shook after that first experience. So... It feels so nice to like just feel like Taylor again and to feel like restore some normalcy to your life. Yeah, Yeah. it feels really good. Do you and Derek still have any line of communication at all? Do you guys talk? I know you hate you keep uh, staring daggers at me every single time. We gotta ask the hard questions. I'm just curious. (laughs) Jared wants to talk about football. I want to talk about your last relationship. We gotta ask the hard (laughs) questions. Is Russell Wilson better than Aaron Rodgers? Um. It's it's uh, exclusive to text and it's very short. I I still have stuff um, in Connecticut that mm. I'm trying to get back. Um, so yeah, there's. But you're friendly. All right, never mind. <laughs> I I I try I, I try to be friendly. Um, mm. And then there's also times where like I feel like no, I have to like assert myself and be like. No, that's not a... <laughs> like what? what? I think, Give us a for I th- instance. I think every couple goes through Give it. us a for instance. Like what? <laughs> I just, I think every, this, this is the hardest thing, actually, is that everyone handles breakups differently. Of course. And like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm someone that, that wants to still um, depart connected. And a lot of people need that like disconnect, like mm-hmm. that just cold. Sure. The, or not cold. The um the clean cl- cut. Clean cut. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, cold cuts too are fantastic. I mean, yeah. Dean and Jared <laughs> just block people. Yeah. <laughs> it just Dean? I don't block people, but I, I I advocate if you need to. Yeah, and like I understand people like know your boundaries, and like for me, I still feel like most of my exes I'm close with. One of them I just spoke to. Uh, two days ago and you know he was like the longest relationship i ever had and we lived together and was it nick no God, i'm kidding <laughs> come on that was a joke hey we're all friends here funny we're guy all, uh, funny guy funny guy shooting guns in here here we go there it is i was waiting for it i'm sorry continue yeah well no so i mean it, it's just I, I i you know i still want to feel connected and want to leave it at, at least on, on a friendly you know like i I talked to his mom and his sister and I'm like close with them and I think they're wonderful people. Um, you know, I, I don't think he, he prefers to not speak at all. Hmm. And he, he, he definitely people- prefers to have no contact. Um, and I, and I, I respect that, uh, aside from like, I just want to get my stuff. Of course. Which is, I mean, it's your stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you just deserve that. Logistical things are, can be yeah. difficult to figure out when you don't. All right. Before, things. before just we move on to, back, before it. we move on to the final segment, uh, which is emails, one final question for you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dying to know, will we ever see you on paradise again? I doubt it. Okay. That's not a no. That's not, That's a, no. not a no. I, not a no. I, I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Well, you never know where you're going to be in a year from now. Yeah, I don't. And, you know, I don't ever want to, like, close myself off or put myself, like, in a box. You know, it's definitely an interesting experience. Totally. Um, and if the time is right in my life, then maybe it's something I'd be open to. But. Yeah. You know, if it was like tomorrow, I'd be like, no. Well, we, about six our, or seven months, I'd be shocked if you're not getting a phone call from somebody. <laughs> on our drive over here, it was funny enough because Taylor and I were just talking, uh, discussing our time on Paradise, actually like the early days of it as mm-hmm. well, and how we both kind of like sat down. We were like talking to each other near the pool or whatever. 
um, and how I was like giving her advice on her relationship with Derek, and she was giving me advice on my relationship with Christina. And it's just funny, like look back on that moment and be like, like. I don't know. We didn't really know what the heck we were talking about. No. But if you go back to Paradise the second time, I mean, I don't know if anyone in this room can attest to going to Paradise twice, but I'm sure you go in with like a maybe a newer uh, like mm-hmm. amount of knowledge mm-hmm. going into it. Me? I don't, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you went to Paradise twice. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that. Uh, oh, of course. You go into, it's probably very similar to your experience going to Winter Games where you're just a little bit more aware. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of know where you're going in for, you know where you're walking into. Uh, the first time you go to Paradise, it's just like, you know, unicorns and rainbows. And you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's like Christmas morning. Yeah. And then I think when you go back for a second time, maybe specifically to Paradise, you're just a little bit more aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. So that would be the only difference, really. Let's move on to emails. Let's do emails. Cool. Um, who wants Erica? to read America? Our girl. Erica. Where's Mark who, who, been? We miss, Mark's... I mean, we love you, obviously. Yeah, but... Whoa. Oh, come on. <laughs> Mark, was, Mark was placed on on this earth to read emails yeah, over that's a podcast. Yeah, uh, he decided not to be placed on this earth for that reason. I don't know. No, he's going to get a very upset text. Vacation and things. He's got a great voice. Oh yeah, I really. I'm would. chopped liver. Around he should here. do audiobooks. That's what he should <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah, I love you. Thanks, Vanessa. Well, we all love you. I know. Um, I mean, duh. Okay. Anyway, this first email is actually really interesting, so I'm excited about it. It's from an anonymous sender. Always the best. God, Dear... anonymous emails us every week. This poor person. <laughs> I know. Gosh, there's. They sent us another one later, but dear Dean, Jared, and Vanessa, and Taylor. Nice. I'm just an average 23-year-old guy from Texas with some not-so-average dating issues. I recently started talking to this girl. She's pretty. She gets along with all my friends. It's great. I'm picky with relationships, but she checks just about everything off the list. We've been talking for a month and see each other quite often. I'm planning on making things official, but there's something I've been tiptoeing around and haven't told her yet. About two years ago, I was talking to a guy who I met at the gym. We fooled around a couple times and would hang out on occasion just to test the waters and see how it goes. Interesting. This only lasted two months or so, and I didn't share it with anyone. I decided to end things, but I've run into him at the gym every once in a blue moon throughout the years. We'll talk for maybe five minutes, then go our separate ways. My question is, should I even tell her about this guy? If so, how? Is this something I should have shared from early on? Help. I don't want to screw this one up. She's perfect. Mm. Man, that is There's a topic. He's loaded. There's um like a lot of I think like shaming going on internally with oh, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he feels like this is something that he has to inform her of as if it's like this baggage that it's this like big red flag for him. Yeah. Like it's but, okay well, that society, you do that. Society kind of has to make mm-hmm. him feel that way, which is t- certainly a bummer. Totally. I don't think it's really something that he should share unless it specifically gets brought up in some sort of way. Yeah, if it naturally flows with the conversation mm-hmm. and you can be like, yeah, this this was my experience and this was you know what I liked, this is what I didn't like, this is what I learned, um, then I'm- absolutely you should feel feel you know, empowered and, and confident to share that as you would with if it were a woman that you had had an experience with. Totally. I also think they've only been talking for a month and they're not even official yet. So is it really something that needs to be brought up at this moment? It seems kind no. of premature. He's almost like suggesting it as like, this might be a deal, deal breaker, breaker for her. Yeah. So let me let her know ahead of time. Well, but like, no. I think the only question well, there's is... Well, his it, answer. If that's a deal breaker, then he shouldn't be with her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think the only he, question I would have he is... should accept him for who he is. Yeah. Is he, is he, is he bisexual? I think that would be a you know, conversation like, to be had. Like, does he still think about guys? Yeah, is he like yeah. sexually attracted to yeah. guys, or was it one thing? Because that should be a conversation you have with your significant right. other, obviously. But that's something. Different. But it sounds yeah. like he hasn't talked to anyone about this. Yeah. So I would say do some like internal reflecting yeah. on some of that, and tr- talk to someone before you talk to her about it. I agree. Like, find someone else, a friend, a family member, whoever who you trust and who you feel comfortable with, and like share and process this experience with them and. Get a little comfortable talking about it. Exactly. You know? Figure it out on your own before you bring it up with somebody else. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. You have very good advice. We should have you here all the time. <laughs> yes. Usually it's like all of us I are like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> um, okay. Do we feel ready for the next one then? Oh, we're uh, ready. Yes. Great. Uh, this one is titled, Do I Tell Him I've Been in Love With Him? And it's from Emma. Hi, Dean, Jared, and Vanessa, and Taylor. I'm 21 years old and have an issue. I basically grew up with this guy. We briefly dated in middle school and early high school. He's a year older than me. We were very close, and I'd consider him my first love, even though we were never super serious because of our age at the time. He's now graduated, and I'm heading into my senior year of college. But while he was in college, he got a new girlfriend who's my age, and they've been dating for over a year. 
I'm happy for him and they seem to be serious, but every now and then we're in contact in subtle ways. Snapchats, happy birthday texts, commenting on relatable stuff, etc. I know in my heart I will always love him and could even see a future with him. I really think he should know this, but I don't want to be a homewrecker and step on toes in their relationship. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this one is obviously a tough one. I think, listen, Emma, if you have feelings for this guy that's in a relationship and a very serious one, then you should not talk to him. Because he probably doesn't feel the same way back, and he thinks that he's just staying friendly with you. If is he sending mixed signals or is he leading her on? Which one? I think neither. <laughs> he's doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's doing If it's literally like happy birthday mm-hmm. text and like commenting on relatable stuff. That's kind of. It's not the best, but it's really not any type no. of red flag either. This is, this is circling back to my first comment. She has an idea of mm-hmm. him and what mm-hmm. her perception of dating is and the signs that she deemed as, oh my God, he's using it. Yeah. So that's what she thinks as, you know, the signs are, then that's what she's going to believe. But he's probably just like, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? Or just friends, right? Do you want to send you a happy birthday text message? Or like, a Christmas text message? Like, I think she also, it sounds like, Emma, you have a little bit of like a, a story built up about yeah. your guys' relationship and that maybe it's more of the story that you're in love with of, you know, he's going to be in this, in this relationship and we've dated throughout middle school and all this stuff. And, you know, that then eventually it's going to be the two of you and he could feel similarly, but he needs to like work it out throughout his life and come to that on his own as well. And if he's in the relationship that he's in now, and if you really, you know, truly have love for him, then give him the freedom and the space to experience that. And I think, um, there was another point that I wanted to say. I was going to say it sounds like my no, best friend's wedding. It. That's exactly what it sounds like to me. Like she's being the friend that she's actually in love with this guy when he's dating someone else and she just withholds it for her entire life hmm. while still being like the friend and staying yeah. there. Um, uh-huh. but, I mean, at some point I, it's got to go in one or two directions. Yeah. I was. My other thought was like, why think about why you would want to tell him and it's my guess because from similar situations with friends that i've experienced that like you're you're almost kind of searching for this sense of like validation that he also feels the same way and like yearning for that connection mm-hmm. and so i would like mm-hmm. ask yourself like well why would i tell him like it would bring more what purpose does it serve yeah, yeah. exactly like if he's yeah. already in this yeah. place like let him be in that place and if if it's if it's supposed to work out you know then hopefully it will one day but yeah. also to use some buzzwords that we've used on this podcast before it sounds like if she really has these feelings for him it could almost be beneficial to put them out on the table and then that way she can be like look i have i feel this way for you and because of that Mm-hmm. I can't receive Snapchats from you anymore. I can't get mm-hmm. birthday wishes from you anymore. Like breadcrumbing, right. uh, benching, right. whatever the heck it is. <laughs> so I think that there, it's, mm-hmm. I think it would be important and beneficial maybe to put it out there and just kind of sever ties if that's what it would is be it, necessary for is you. Is it more. better? Oh, go. I, I, I was just going to say, I think there, there's a way you could go about it. And I think just coming out and being like, hey, I'm, I'm in, in love, love with, with you. you. <laughs> um, wouldn't be the best. But I think if you like started a conversation of like, hey, you know, like I'm, I was just curious and like thinking back to, you know, back to middle school or back to high school, whatever. And, you know, I'm really happy for you that you're in this relationship. But I'm just curious, like if you've ever like had feelings for me in the, you know, recent past or like if you've ever thought about that like he's gonna say I, yes guaranteed i just can't help but think of also know. the girlfriend mm-hmm. in this situation and mm-hmm. how unfair That's it would be I to thinking. her yeah. where i think it yeah. might be best yeah. just to sever ties with him and mm-hmm. like if it comes to a point where you don't talk to him for six months and he's just losing his mind because he can't live without you that's obviously a big sign right but if you sever ties, you guys never talk again. Then obviously it wasn't meant to be. So. Or what if she? What if she breaks them up? They get together and then they break up. That'd be. That'd be mm-hmm. the worst. That'd be pretty yeah. bad. That's the worst case. Then everyone, yeah, everyone loses. Yeah. Thank you for filling the air with negativity. But I guess well then Emma, Emma would get some clarity and be like, okay, I guess it wasn't my person. I don't know. No, Emma, Emma kind of wins in that situation a little bit. A little bit. Everybody wins. Emma wins in that situation. Oh. She because then she has peace of mind and clarity of of mind, knowing like, okay, we tried it, it didn't work out. <laughs> Sorry about that. It all worked out for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's toughy. I think just sever ties. I don't think you need to be with anyone you dated in middle school, personally. I mean, sometimes, Do okay. you have, like, Wait, a bad experience? No, I just am, She's like, 21. Middle school was but a it's long also, time it's, ago. It's, it's part yeah. of the story, and I yeah, think I we, know. like, romanticize that yes. a little bit. Totally. Yes. Like Corey and Topanga. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we all want to be them, but... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, think- I keep saying this, and every, like, every time we get an email from a younger listener, I'm like, just date. You know? Oh, yeah. I thought I was Remember when we had uh, my middle school girlfriend on the podcast as a guest? Carmel? 
No, uh, she was what? my high school girlfriend. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Wait, Carmel? Carmel? I did a girl named Carmel. It wasn't that weird. It's not <laughs> no, it is weird. Just, I don't think I've ever met anyone with her, a name yeah, Carmel. Her sister's, so name was, her sister's name was River. They were an interesting family. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, we had my middle school girlfriend from fifth and sixth grade, Zoe. Oh, yeah. I would never date her again. Not because she's not a great girl. You're just different people. We, we've grown apart, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know. I would maybe date my first kiss. Oh. Oh, uh, who, who is it? <laughs> we need to get this guy on the podcast right yeah. now. No. no, just like, he's like a really like great guy. I'm like, I'm proud that you were my first kiss. Like, I'm like proud Aww. of like who you are. Like, I'm I'm glad. That's, you, that's really I sweet. Hope he's Have you re-introduced um, yourself into the dating world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Good. It's, I weird. Think, it's weird to be single. I'm sure. Van, I'm sure Vanessa's an advocate for that. Like she says, yeah. you know, you need to date to be able to move on and get past and all that kind of stuff. So. Well, and I think like for me, oh, it's not that. even like. Oh, I never date. said that date. Yeah. You literally <laughs> just said it five minutes ago. You're like, I, like I always say, just no, date. No, I no. I Taylor's what? Twenty four. Twenty five. Twenty five. But no, I think like for me. I learn a lot about myself through other people and through my interactions with people. Like mm. when I'm on a date, like I'm reflecting on like who this person is, what are they bringing out in me? What are they projecting onto me? How am I seeing myself through who they see me as? Like I'm doing all of this like internal work while also balancing like being present. Totally. But you, you'd learn so much. Like when you're actively engaged in dating, you can learn so much about yourself and like, and something that's like, a little uncomfortable because you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, but it's also can be really exciting, like to lean into. So, and as long as you're not on TV doing it, I yes. yeah, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was like, so you're saying the best atmosphere for you would be paradise? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like I was talking, um, actually, like shortly after the announcement, uh, Demo Demario um, had sent me just like the sweetest voice message and literally had me crying, and he was just like. You know, Tay, like, when you were on the beach, like, let me tell you, like, every guy there, like, was interested in you, and, like, you have, you are such an amazing, incredible woman, like, and was just really the best, like, hype man I've ever had. That's and awesome. was just so supportive of, like, go out there, like, you are so wonderful, and you bring so much to the table. And so you guys, you guys had a demo and a D-Lo on Paradise last year? And a Dino. And a Dino. <laughs> got Dino, D-Lo, and Demo. That would be a great love triangle. Um, so what's next? What other emails? One, one more email. Uh, one more email. Say? Also from Anonymous. And this is called a Jared and Ashley situation. Hmm. So, Interesting. Hi, Dean, Vanessa, and Jared and Taylor. I'm coming at you with a situation that's similar to Jared and Ashley's minus the whole TV show aspect, of course. of course. In high school, I worked with this guy for two years, and we've always had an awkward but good chemistry and have been good friends. Our coworkers would make comments to us about liking each other, and we went on one date. It was good, but we both had to go separate ways pretty soon after when we started college. I still have feelings for him and care about him, but it's never held me back from seeing other people. Fast forward to a couple months ago, we had a work party that we both attended, and we ended up hooking up. We still talk sometimes, but I think he may be back with his girlfriend now. It's always so natural when we talk, and I feel like there's still some potential there worth pursuing mm. i really care about him and think there's something but i want to know if i'm holding on to something that doesn't even exist what would you guys do in this situation help i suck at dating move on uh, start well, dating other people yes i agree i also love to preface this i don't think it has i don't think that's similar to mine Ashley's situation <laughs> i think in her mind uh, it was like long time uh, coming okay kind that, of thing. that could make sense yeah. um so you guys hooked up only a couple months ago and now it might he might be dating his ex-girlfriend she's reading so much into it she's just clinging on to something that's not yeah, really there i agree like, <laughs> It's not even that's this isn't even a hard one. I know. Anonymous, you just, just like, need to no. You just need to forget about it. Yeah, I think you got to move on from this guy. It's just it was a one-time thing it sounds like. See, I'm like are we sure he's back with his girlfriend? I think that if the universe is meant to bring them together, it will. But it did at this work party a okay, couple well, months ago. Okay, well, if it's meant to bring them back together, it will. But clearly, something's not clicking and because of that, she just needs to freaking move on to the next thing just because it feels raw and real and right doesn't mean that you're not going to get that ex feeling and experience with someone else tomorrow. I mean, listen, it, they, you guys did – the universe brought you back together when you guys hooked up. and Derek, stop giving her false hope. No, what I'm saying and is he's nothing saying, And then it separated happened. you again. Okay, keep doing what you're saying. Keep saying what you're saying. <laughs> keep going, Derek. <laughs> uh, and so I think at this point, yeah, it's probably best if you move on and not think about this guy and not stalk, you know?
Because obviously, if you think he's back with his ex-girlfriend, you might be looking yeah. at his Instagram a little bit. That's true. You know, and it's, it's funny, too, in these situations when we know so little about someone that we're interested in, we're able to fill in the gaps and, like, the holes of who we think they are mm-hmm. and who we want them to be. And, like, all we do is build them up and build them up. And they're like, oh, this guy's yeah. this, this, and this. And, like, the more you get to know mm-hmm. them, the more they mm-hmm. fill it in themselves and the less interested you become. Totally. Yeah. Just move on. Dean, you should... Oh, nice. What the hell? Pac-Man. What? Interesting. All right. Anyways, that'll do it for this episode of Help. I suck at dating on that note. Um, Big thank you to Lionel Richie for just being uh, the stud in Las Vegas. Be sure to check him out. All the hits. Las Vegas residency will be there in October, but he has tickets for August and October available. Go check him out. We're going to have to go check him out. Big thank you to Taylor Nolan for being in studio with us today. Yeah, no. Thank you so much for coming in and really opening up. Be sure to check out her podcast. Let's talk about it. She's probably going to have some pretty great guests here pretty soon you know she's in la she's got a lot of friends that live yeah. here and you're I, gonna come on oh i'm gonna be oh, on yeah. <laughs> i was wondering where this is going <laughs> be sure to check it out yep <laughs> um and obviously always thank you to easton and erica and vanessa for calling in you're in new york right now vanessa right hey. mm-hmm. i'm in new york yeah well have fun out there we hope to see you in studio pretty soon and um Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Maybe next week we'll suck a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.